Hey, everybody. We have an audience in front of us. That's fun. Um, let, let's give you guys a quick rundown. So I, I tried to explain as you were coming in. One, we've got Molly Doan coming in from Los Angeles. Yay. Hey. Um, two, we've got Dana Bryant coming in from like five or six hours ago uh, <laughs> because she's uh, 18 blocks away, uh, going to be in a show at 9 o'clock. And I didn't want her to have to worry about having to sprint across and mm-hmm. get all in her head before an improv mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's pre-recorded, <laughs> and Cameron's uh, with us in person. So this show is hard enough to understand when all of the pieces are in the same place. Uh, and now we've decided to scatter it all to the wind and, <laughs> and give you um, the most extreme version of the show. So well, it'll be fun. Twenty-four to ninety-two hours ago. Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called (laughs) Stab. This is the Stab Show. And this is the second semi-final panel of Stab's 10th anniversary tournament. After today, I'm really going to have to start booking post-tournament shows. But that's not important right now. What is important is indu- introducing tonight's panel. Our first panelist refuses to catch anyone in a trust fall so they can never get too attached. He's a hilarious writer and performer. It's Cameron Schmidt. Our second panelist dreams of one day starting a podcast chronicling her hunting down and eliminating other podcast hosts. She's the co-host of The Book Report. It's Dana Bryant. And our third panelist met a turtle once. She's an absolute staff show favorite. It's Molly Doan. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones, an object lesson in not paying attention to object lessons. Welcome to STAB. We are hurtling towards the end of the STAB 10-year anniversary tournament with shows that just keep getting even better than the last, which you would think impossible, but we keep proving possible every week. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Jesse. Hey, you're the only one in the same time and space that I am We're on this show. We're all together. Well, yeah, but on the show, on the stage. Yes, I'm the only other person in on this, the stage. In this yeah. panel. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I just had two thirds of the Taco Bell. Uh, what are they called? The fries, the fry box, fry box. Yeah. Okay. They always have like a rotating box with a featured item, and I got the box nacho fries. Okay. So I had the <laughs> yum. Yeah, Bob. Yum. Drive it. Oh, can we all yum? Huh? Yum. 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 Um, so you had two thirds of it. Yeah, I had the chicken chalupa. And the um, five-layer burrito. Okay. So what? that means there is still a Doritos Locos Tacos sitting in my car. I don't know when I will eat it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm confused. Hmm. Because you called this a fry box. Yes. Okay. So I ate half of it. Mm-hmm. I only ate a third of the items that I planned on keeping. I gave the nacho fries to my girlfriend, Sierra. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. but that sounds like there's four items. You know what? I'm not. So gonna, I ate half the box. I'm not going down this rabbit. I ate two thirds of the items that were this going to be mine because my girlfriend's vegetarian. Uh-huh. Every other item except the nacho fries has meat. Sure. And keep up, Jesse. Yes, and another train left going in the opposite direction at 45 miles an hour. So how fast will diarrhea arrive? You know, <laughs> people always say that about Taco Bell. Taco Bell does not 
give me diarrhea. No? I am made of stronger stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've just fortified that gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't come into Taco Bell cold. You have to have built up a tolerance over the years. Yeah, that is true as well. <laughs> I've been, you know, since it was turquoise and pink, baby. Oh, yeah. Ten toes down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as much as we continue going on about the Taco Bell excursion, uh, hey. how's how's everything else with Cameron? It's good. Is uh, it? We just moved back downtown. Ooh. Last time I was on the show, I complained about our landlord selling the house that we live oh, yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now we're downtown, so it was quicker getting here. Sure. It's like you can take a dreamy walk to go get food at night. Yeah. You know? All right. Uh, just enjoying it. Well, good. Enjoying it. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, been doing anything interesting uh, besides moving? No. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I work at Good Day Sacramento, so yeah. if anybody wants to watch the morning news, it'll help me yeah. pay for my car and yeah. rent and stuff. And continuing to bring you on the show has done nothing to uh, get us on your show. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll pitch it. Yeah, that's I'll, fine. Uh, you know that's what? Fine. We could pitch the finale of the tournament. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or whatever other show. You know, it's just a morning show for boomers. So, okay. like, I really have to pitch hard for anything <laughs> this. All right. You can't undersell it now. Yeah. Cameron. Yeah. Um, it's a morning show for boomers <laughs> that, like, tens of thousands of people yeah. watch. Oh. This fucking thing. Why would you want Whatever, to do Whatever, you know. All right. Well, good to have you. Let's see. I have to make sure this all works properly. Um, good to have you, Cameron. Hey. Thanks, Jesse. Dana Bryant <laughs> from the past. <laughs> how how are you doing? So this is the portion of the show where Jesse asked me, Dana, what's new with you? Oh, yeah. Hmm, what's, yeah. Let me uh, think what's new. Well, everybody's favorite thing is coming back th- in October. Mm-hmm. You guessed it. Student loans. Oh, shit. I mean, I know mine are coming <laughs> knocking at my door and I'm like, oh, I've missed you. I can't wait <laughs> oh. to give the government a bunch of my money for my education. Oh. That was very highly overpriced. Thank you so much. Hmm. Let's see what else is new with me. Oh, I recently took another singing lesson. I'm learning to sing. So that's great. I learned how to sing when what I really want to do is cry. You know, that's a really great skill. I think that is something that's going to come in handy a lot for me. (laughs) It's a big part of my life. So, yeah, I hope that brightens everybody's day. I mean, singing is a type of crying. I don't know. I don't know if if she sent a message. I have a follow-up. Oh, do you? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) I wanted to know if she signed up for the save program. Oh, let's see. Because uh, uh, there's two more banter. Oh, there's two more banter? There's, there's banter one and banter. Banter one, two, and three. Um, I don't know where these were supposed to be spaced out. I have not watched them in advance. <laughs> so Yeah, let's, let's pop let's on see. number two, see if she signed up for the save program. Did you sign up for the save program? Uh, Dana, did you sign up for the save program? Light bulbs, am I right? <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Dana. Sorry about your student loans. <laughs> I took three years of junior college and then walked away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Molly Doan, how are you? I'm great. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah, Good. student loans are back. That does suck. Oh, um, I do need to sign up for the save plan. Okay, it's supposed to be so easy. It's supposed to take you know less than ten minutes. Mm. But you know, I'm, what if it doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> that is the fear. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that that this uh, this monster has been released on this panel um it's all good the save program is you know it's 
something, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, so it's whatever, right. whatever, whatever. I'm that, you know, I'm quite annoyed because, you know, I want everybody oh. to get their student loans relief that sure. needs it. Um, but like I had 10K left and Ooh. Joey B promised 10K was going to be gone. <laughs> so I'm like, this stinks, oh. man. Like the bare minimum would have been really perf for me. Um, so obviously I'm grateful I'm not in such a uh, more stressful place with all this, but it still sure. stinks. Joey B. <laughs> Joey on. B, come on. Joey B, me and Cameron are in a, speaking of B and Mr. B, we are in a Big Brother oh, yeah. draft, fantasy draft, okay. and text thread. Yeah. Cameron, I've been left on red, but I did Ooh. send a five-minute voice memo last time. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff was in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I did not know that Panda Express quit serving the Impossible Orange Chicken. That's the they main did. thing that I remember from that message. Okay. It sucks. Oh. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. We talk about other things too. You I, know, yeah, I, kinda, I gather that. Yeah. Kind of stream of consciousness. Um, <laughs> send audio messages, which yeah. is fun. Well, I feel left out. Uh, Molly, what? What you else? Don't watch Big Brother. That's true. That's true. Uh, what else have you been up to? Anything interesting? I got bangs. Honey. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bangs so yeah, happen. I feel great about that. Um, <laughs> Eric, he seems to think that I maybe misperceived this, but I feel like Eric always hated on my bangs. And also I feel like you also always hated what? on my bangs, Jesse I've, Jones. I've and never, maybe never hated <laughs> on bangs. Why, what would I have against bangs? We all know I had some bad bangs back in Sacramento. Oh, it's fine. But <laughs> These bangs are so good. I was so <laughs> pleasantly surprised because, you know, there was some haters in my ear. Oh shit. Well, I'm um, happy that you're happy. Then maybe I made up. Uh, <laughs> maybe. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so we get, so we have bangs back in the house and it's great, you know. I just all I did was I just styled my bangs today and oh. I have a little banana clip in and that's that's all I need. Well, wonderful. That's yeah. that must be nice for it's bangs nice. to be all you need. <laughs> well, it you just it's a tiny amount of hair to have to style, you uh, know. You so know it takes less than like 2 minutes to like and then it's like, oh, I'm all cute. And then I don't have to worry about the rest of my hair. Well, I would give most anything <clears throat> for a tiny amount of hair to style. You give uh, some clip ins. <laughs> huh? Give it a clip on. They have clip on bangs. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'm just going to do that. Just... Yeah. You just <laughs> gonna, need the bangs. I'm not going to address it. anything else. Just clip yeah. on bangs. <laughs> I think that'll work. All right. Well, good to have you, Molly. Uh, how about we get this program started? So that uh, we can get closer to the chaos that will be the nine o'clock show. <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, it's segment one. It's no, it is reorganization. I thought it wasn't for a second. No, it is reorganization. Uh, sure, things can get dark around here at Stab sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, nearly all of the time. But we're here to maybe, possibly, potentially try to lighten things up a bit. Like take DNR. Or do not resuscitate, for example. That's kind of a downer of an acronym. So how about we do what we can to change that super unpleasant set of letters into something, I don't know, at least different, if not better. Uh, so we're going to try to forget what we already know DNR to stand for and instead come up with who or what else DNR might stand for or represent to you, Cameron Schmidt. What's your DNR? My DNR is danger, newly realized. <laughs> Hello! 
Don't make any sudden moves. Did I scare you? Of course I did. I'm your newest fear. What fear am I? Well, how the hell would I know that, dummy? This is, as they say, your rodeo. I'm just barely forming. I'm like a baby. Wash me. Feed me. Make all the right decisions or I'll grow up and resent you and never call you. Hmm. What made me say that? Am I your fear of having children? I don't know. It takes time and energy to identify a fear. Time and energy you'll never get back because both of those forces only move forward. And every day, whether you realize it or not, you get worse at everything you do. Hmm. Another clue, perhaps. Am I your fear of getting older? See, I only say things that you give me to say. Need I remind you this is your rodeo? Hmm, well, I've said, uh, you know, with bulls, horses, clowns, and barrels. Well, that's twice that I've mentioned rodeos. Uh, are you scared of rodeos? Feels like we're getting lost in the sauce here. Barbecue sauce on a hamburger. You're in the stands at the rodeo. A bull sees you eating meat and charges you, gores you, kills you. Oh. That's what I am? I'm your fear that a bull will attack you at a rodeo while you're eating a hamburger? You know I'm going to live in your brain forever, right? <laughs> uh, you'll keep visualizing this longer than you remember long division, man. Do you even go to rodeos? You don't? God damn it. Fuck, dude. I'm a lame fear. I'm the fucking fear of getting stomped by a bull at the rodeo for eating a hamburger, and now I exist forever in your brain. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, thank you. I didn't have that before. But now... Every time I eat a burger now. Yeah, at a, at a rodeo. Well, just anywhere. anywhere. I don't go to a lot of rodeos. No, I don't Despite either. this uh, plaid shirt. Yeah. Um, not Me. a lot of rodeo going. Me neither. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like elephants can recognize their own bones, right? What? Elephants can recognize their own bones. How often do elephants, how often are they confronted by bones outside of... I don't know. Okay. But, like, what if eventually bulls can recognize their own meat? And so they start attacking. But. <sighs> I'm just saying, I'm a, I, You are. And I'm going to stop thinking about what you're saying. Uh, thank you, Cameron. Uh, <laughs> confusing DNR on a lot of levels. Um, hey, Dana! From six hours ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do you have in way of a DNR? anything like me you love donuts i mean who doesn't love a donut sure. well i mean some people can't eat donuts because they're gluten intolerant or they can't have that much sugar and you know what if you don't like donuts that's totally okay everyone's allowed to have different opinions i respect you but if you're also like me you are not a morning person and unfortunately i have learned through my many years of experience that donuts are really only at their peak deliciousness at the early hours of the morning like if you get to a donut place after 8 a.m one the good ones are probably gone and two the ones are left are not good enough like i mean they're edible like i'm not gonna say no to a donut <laughs> don't get me wrong sure. but like they're they're just not at that peak Maybe they're still kind of warm. They're definitely really fresh. And you just, you're just like, oh, I want to live that moment of a donut. But I don't want to get out of bed that early. Like, I am lucky to get out of bed by 9 a.m. And even if I'm out of bed, it doesn't mean I'm out of my house that early. And if you're rolling into a donut shop at 11 a.m. or later, like, just 
Just don't even try. That is why <laughs> I, wish I could see the am agreement in a the big audience. proponent of what I'd like to call DNR or the donut nighttime rotation. The goal of the donut <laughs> nighttime rotation is not to take donuts away from those of you that are early risers that love your morning cruller or old fashioned or whatever the hell that you want. You can have donuts. We're not taking them away. But what I'm asking is that we add an extra rotation of donut making, preferably on the weekends, because that's when I'm actually out of the house at night. And that way we can have our like 10 p.m., maybe some midnight donuts. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to stroll into a donut shop? Maybe you've been out drinking. Maybe you've been to a comedy show. Just having a good time. And you're like, you know what? Now's a great time for a donut. So you go and you stroll in. And you get that fresh made donut. It's beautiful. There are other people just like you strolling in in their nighttime. Sure. So your donut nighttime rotation. We got to get on this because everybody deserves a fresh donut, but not everybody is ready to go get one. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I would I would invite uh, Dana or anybody interested in a donut, donut nighttime uh, rotation. Mm-hmm. Um not too far from here. What mm. is it? About a mileish mm. up uh, up Freeport. Which place are you gonna say? Got Marie's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. For some late night donuts. Of course. Yeah. Um, I do have a follow up. Yes. Um, if you go to a donut place at midnight mm-hmm. and it's dark, how do you keep it lit? Light bulbs. Am I right? <laughs> All right. All right. That's true. That's true. It's absolutely correct. You nailed it, Dana. Oh, nailed it. Woo! <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare to edit. <laughs> yeah, it's right up Freeport. If you guys are looking up Marie's right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they open at they open late. Yeah. Yes. Every time I go home, they're open. So yeah, you can get some donuts tonight. You're welcome. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> Molly, uh, what do you have in way of a DNR? Okay, so DNR, great. Hi, I'm a busy mom with two boys, a stupid husband, and a busy schedule that I didn't get a say in and have no way out of. <laughs> so when I go home and start unloading the groceries that I bought that everyone else will eat, and one of my boys or my stupid husband, Schnick, comes into the kitchen and asks me, is dinner ready yet? Instead of saying, oh, yeah, dinner is ready, we're having Trader Joe's reusable bags for dinner. We're having some roasted TJ's reusable bags with a side of steamed Trader Joe's reusable bags, you freaking morons. (laughs) Instead of saying that, I simply say DNR. It stands for dinner's not ready. (laughs) DNR. I don't freak out. And my annoying family leaves me alone. Fun fact for all the busy moms out there, I was under the impression that motherhood is fun and cute and Instagrammable, and it is not. It is gross and thankless, and whenever I take my sons out in public, they act like loud crows for no reason, and I don't know why. I use DNR so I can talk to my weird sons as infrequently as possible. It's not their fault. We just don't connect. They're not bad kids. They're just weird, and I'm a narcissist that's unwilling to change. But also, like, all they do is play Roblox. What the hell is Roblox? Uh, The next time they text me at work at 3.30 to ask if dinner is ready yet with a cheeseburger emoji and a pie emoji because they only want cheeseburger pie, instead of texting back, oh yeah, 
Dinner is ready. It's 3.30, but I know you wanted cheeseburger pie or hot dog stew, but I made invisible stroganoff. Invisible stroganoff with invisible beef that I bought at the invisible store. Instead of saying that, I simply text back DNR. You know, being a housewife and also having a full-time job is rough work. Fun fact, I was under the impression that if you were one, you didn't have to do them both mm. while also having a part-time job while your stupid husband, Schnick, streams himself playing Wii Tennis all day. <laughs> I know a lot of wives out there can relate when it's your birthday and anniversary, and instead of getting you anything or remembering it all, your stupid husband, Schnick, asks you if the cheeseburger pie is ready. <laughs> Yet, because he needs fuel if he ever if he's ever going to make it to Wimbledon. <laughs> Instead of saying, screw you, schnick, screw you, you ruined my life, you're a horrible husband, father, and you'll never make it to Wimbledon. Every night after you fall asleep after drinking too many gin and milks, I door dash Del Taco and drink wine and fantasize about Howie Pectoral, the mop boy at work, while listening to Fast Car over and over. What do you think of that, schnick? Instead of saying that, I just grit through my teeth. DNR, dinner's not ready. Maybe dinner will never be ready. Maybe it got cold and it's been thrown away in the dirty, dirty trash. DNR, for moms that don't like how things are going, but we'll stick with it. Oh, oh. There we are. <laughs> hey. Oh, he's going to go pro. He's gonna. It's <laughs> gonna be on the on the tour, Wii tennis tour. Uh, the Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. It was worth all of it just for Wimbledon. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of my best Every, work. I've everything ever else done. was everything else was was dressing. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything else was just dribbly shit, Molly. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no. It was all wonderful, but thank you, thank come you. Come on, uh, thank you, Molly. Thank you all. Um, that was segment one. Segment two. It's stabtionary. You guys are going to see a lot of segments <laughs> that we don't do a lot uh, because all of the <laughs> these three uh, did most of our uh, regular prompts. Uh, within the last couple of shows. So I don't want them to do stuff over and over again. So they made me dig way deep into the bag. And uh, that, <laughs> that brings us to Stabtionary and a couple other prompts that we haven't seen in a little bit. Uh, if you know anything about sentences, you know they've got words in them. Mm. And usually they're all the same old mouth sounds we've already been using for, I don't know, at least 6,000 years. But at Stab, the innovators that we are, we're not just going to settle for what is when we can make what can be. So, in Stabtionary, each of you have been given seven different letters, including at least two vowels, <laughs> with uh, each string randomly generated by the random letter generator at randomwordgenerator.com. I had to refresh a lot, because otherwise you guys would have wound up with a lot of X's and no vowels. Uh, <laughs> and you've been asked to rearrange them into a brand new word, then give us your definition of these new Stabtionary words. So let's hear what you got and add to the mouth soundscape. Cameron, mm. your letters are E-M-N-Y-R-B and A. What's your stabtionary word? Uh, my stabtionary word is uh, me hyphen Brian. 
it is a noun, me think. <laughs> me Brian come out of cave, cold. <laughs> Men with no hair on face warm, me Brian up. Say name is Brian. So, me Brian. Hmm? Pronouns, he, him. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> All right. All right. One of the first words, <laughs> it sounds like, uh, in any dictionary, uh, me, Brian. Good to meet you, Brian. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> also, should this segment be called Stabble? Um, or Stoggle. Stoggle. Like Wait, Boggle. Oh. Yeah. Is Boggle It's a more game? Boggle than, than Scrabble, I think. Oh, okay. It's about Stab Nanograms. Sure. You know what? Anything that you can throw the word stab in front of, you know I'm about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a branding monster. Okay. <laughs> to my detriment. No. We named a theater after this goddamn show. Mm -hmm. I never stop hearing about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're going to get stabbed? Oh, shut the fuck up and go to Punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 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 I brought it on myself. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Cameron. Oh, do we have her queued up? I mean, are you ready over there? <laughs> Uh, Dana, Dana, uh, you were given A Y R C R M O. Dana, what is your stabtionary word? Okay, if we know any one thing about people today, we're repressed AF. How many of us stamp down our emotions deep down inside our inner consciousness and never let them out until one day we snap and take those repressed emotions out on friends? family or that poor bag clerk at the grocery store that puts one jar of pickles in a bag when there's clearly more space for like more shit but there's just one fucking jar of pickles in that bag <laughs> so that is why i say to thee let us reawaken ye old middle english the rome cry yes the rome cry a very old practice it is from the proto-germatic remona to wander, and the Latin queritare, raise a public outcry. This totally not made up Middle English practice of the Rome cry mm -hmm. involves a large group of upset citizens roaming the public spaces, crying out for whatever may ail them all. Ah, we should raise from our homes, link arms with our repressed, overstressed, shabbily dressed compatriots, and flood the streets. Let us cry out in our agonies. Inflation is too high. Too many hot mesh trash people are on dating apps. My father never loved me. Egads, ah. As we roam the streets, filling every nook and cranny with our sobbing, weeping, and general sniveling, we shall swell in numbers. More citizens shall join us and roam and cry out in pain. For who among us has not the need to lament loudly in the streets? So I say to thee, raise your voices and join the Rome cry. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Dana. Um, but you know, the bagger might have <laughs> might have had a point. Uh, you had some fragile items in there that that pickle jar might have damaged. What, what might those fragile items have been? Light bulbs, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think he was just doing his job, Dana. Uh, <laughs> we got to find out what number two is so we can start mixing it up. Well, yeah. Well, this is this was number two, so we've got number three still untouched. Oh, There's banter. 25 seconds. Yeah, okay. banter. There's a okay. banter three. Um, so you guys will decide when banter three comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, Molly, let's wrap up some stationery. <clears throat> you were given... Yes, there are two vowels there. I was scared for a second. Uh, technically, there's sometimes three. Molly, you were given Y-K-N-N-I-D-U. What's your stationary word? My stationary word is dunkini. It's a bikini you can wear while dunking a basketball. <laughs> Dunkinis are complimentary, perfect for summer fun, and they're super supportive of any jiggly parts you have. So you can run, swim, or perform a 360 tomahawk dunk <laughs> in a bikini, and you don't have to worry about nip slips, booty pops, or titties coming out to say, hello, we all the titties, and we're coming out to say hello. <laughs> Verb is the verb form is dunkinian the adjective is dunkiniac <laughs> the adverb is dunkinally <laughs> and the noun person is juicy babe who can dunk from the free throw line <laughs> uh sentence examples uh wow Lindsay, your dunkini really stayed in place and looked great while you were doing a two-handed dunk over stephanie <laughs> or i wish i was wearing a dunkini for this pickup game I already have a major wedgie, front and back, which I don't want to think about while trying to windmill dunk over Nicole. <laughs> or, we got these matching dunkinis on sale. Let's reverse dunk on these aliens and save the world. <laughs> you can also see swim dunks, which are swim trunks that you can dunk a basketball in. Sure. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, I think that's only like the second time we've done stabtionary. I hope you guys enjoy. Keep it coming. It's uh, fun. Dunkinis. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't <laughs> have had Dunkinis if not, and we would have been poorer for it. Uh, segment three, it's sell it on Craigslist. Clutter. It's the bane of human existence. We're the only animal that keeps shit around for absolutely no reason, I think. Maybe pack rats. That might be why they're called that. I'm not going to look that up. The point is, when we've got too much stuff and we need to purge, we turn to the internet's greasy flea market, Craigslist. And in Sell It on Craigslist, you're asked to give us your Craigslist posting, trying to sell the following things. So let's rejoin the animal kingdom and rid ourselves of some of this crap. Cameron. Jesse. Uh, I've mentioned, <laughs> I've mentioned the, uh, the file of unused prompts mm -hmm. uh, many times. Mm -hmm. um, this has been on there for a little while. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah, I thought I'd break it out for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Cameron, yeah. <laughs> you are trying to sell a Razor scooter made of razors. Yeah. Uh, razor scooter made of razors, mm -hmm. listed under for sale, subcategories, antiques, appliances, arts and crafts, baby and kid, beauty and health, collectibles, farm and garden, general, heavy equipment, household, materials, sporting, toys and games, and wheels and tires. <laughs> hey, folks. <laughs> It's beloved content creator One Leg Leroy here. I hoped uh, to never reach this day, but sure as shit it came. I have to sell my beloved racer scooter made of razors. See, uh, back in the 90s, toy manufacturers were on one. I'll tell you what. Moon shoes that would break your ankles. Inflated boxing gloves to give your siblings concussions. Oh man, what a time. Uh, but this here fucker <laughs> has changed everything. Now, this son of a bitch is made with nothing but razor blades. <laughs> and uh, I know you're going to ask, what came first, the name or the product? Uh, nobody knows. The priority was just to make kids faster and dangerouser. So they rushed a limited release to market. I was nine years old, and lucky for me, my parents had just gotten divorced. 
My dad would buy me just about anything if he uh, knew it would piss my mom off. And reader, let me tell you, she was pretty dang mad when I tried to do that trick where you make the base of the scooter go in a circle and I cut my leg off. (laughs) When I woke up from surgery, my first question was, where's my razor scooter made of razors? My mom said it was destroyed by the government and gone forever, along with the rest of the line. But my dad was silent. And the glimmer in his eye let me know that maybe that wasn't the whole truth. <laughs> well, now I'm 30 years old. And lucky for me, my dad just died. <laughs> While going through his stuff, I found it. The razor scooter made of razors with my crusty boy blood still all over it. <laughs> lucky for you, I'm getting a divorce and I need money. <laughs> While going through his stuff, uh, or sorry, uh, so please uh, buy this one of a kind razor scooter made of razors. Yeah, you can scoot with it, cut your bushes, uh, murder somebody. I don't care. <laughs> I've already scraped off all the boy blood I need to try and regrow my leg. <laughs> Pick up only, Orange Vale. Um, a, bil- uh, a billion trillion dollars uh, or best offer. Sure. Sure. Uh, you got to put that out there. Somebody might bite. <laughs> or you'll get 20 It's not bucks. easy to regrow a leg. No. No. Oh, yeah, they've got to fund your research. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you made something out of this dumb idea that I've been holding on to for a while. Uh, Dana, hi there. Uh, I hope uh, hope your past was well and your present is treating you fine. Uh, Dana, let's hear your ad. Uh, You are selling your own custom sodas that you make in your garage. Well, hello there, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Mommy Life Hacks. Today is going to be a very special episode because I'm selling to you my homemade soda. (laughs) Yeah, as you know, I bought a soda stream during the pandemic lockdown and have been doing so much with it since that I had to share it with all of y'all. I made some sodas from all sorts of delicious goodies that you're just going to have to buy and try out. (laughs) Do you like kumquats? (laughs) I sure don't, but my little daughter for like a two-week period of time thought, well, I love kumquats, and made me order a six-month's worth of those dang little things, and you know what? She didn't eat more than four or five of them. (laughs) Now I have crates and crates and crates of soda that I made out of those little tiny kumquats, and they're so hard to squeeze. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? It also turns out you can make a delicious soda with some expired 10 years old Hershey cocoa powder. It's one of my youngest favorites from my babe boy hamster. His real name's Dwayne, but he likes going and hiding in the darkest little dark places, so we call him Hamster. <laughs> so I made some delicious chocolate soda just for him, and he hoards it in his little hidey holes. <laughs> yeah, well. If you those aren't up your alley, did you know that Walmart was selling 12-pack hot dogs for so cheap that one time we bought a whole pallet's worth? But turns out you can't eat hot dogs that fast. But if you put them in a soda, mm-hmm. hot dogs will stay good forever because of the count of the sugar. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you own a little secret. One night, I was hanging out with my Uncle Jimmy Bodine in his double wide, and he was cooking whatever it is that he gets cooking up in that double wide. And I thought to myself, I think I'm a little high, but also, I have all this extra toilet paper that I was hoarding. Can I make that into a soda? <laughs> Turns out I can. And now you can have it for just $9.99 for 
for a 12-pack. If, if none of those flavors are right up your alley, well then check out our website for the full list of other flavors. We've got lavender honey, beef jerky, steel, banana cream casserole, and many, many more. Also, all of our sodas come in some nice reusable water bottles that my husband bought from Overstock.com when he was afraid that the water supply was going to get contaminated. So now every can of soda that you buy comes in a nice reusable water bottle. And as a bonus, we'll even slap on a fun little sticker on your water bottle that you can show everybody your own life way that you feel about the world. Here are some of my favorite sticker sayings. We got live, laugh, love, classic. Or we got teamwork makes the dream work. Or my personal favorite, Nancy Pelosi's the devil. <laughs> That's a fun one. So don't forget to check out Mommy Life Hacks online for your specialty sodas today. Keep living that dream, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, reminds me too much of, um, I think they were Jones sodas. Uh, <laughs> anybody ever had the, the, <laughs> the, uh, candy corn, candy corn Jones soda? Yeah. Oh. It's as good as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had candy corn. So I've never I, had candy corn. I wouldn't even have a frame of reference. Oh, Cameron. Just mm. a rare doing? candy corn person. I'm not a huge, can- I, I will, I like, uh, the mallow cremes more. The pumpkins? Uh, those are. Oh, uh, I like those. Those are better. They're uh, better. <laughs> uh, Dana, what do you like to eat every October? <laughs> Light bulbs, am I right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Dana's hardcore. <laughs> Dana's a backyard wrestler. Uh. <laughs> All right, Dana, settle down. Dial it back. Jeez. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Molly, Mm -hmm. hey there. Uh, Let's wrap up some Craigslisting. You are selling body pillows with a picture of you on them. (laughs) Hi, I'm Raj Thumb. And if you're reading this, that means you're interested in some body pillows with my face on them. Little bit about me. My name is Raj Thumb. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. And I know in 10 years, all of our naked bodies will be on Harry Styles' internet for anyone to download and pleasure themselves with. Listen, the government's coming for MPEGs and GDPDFs of all of our naked bodies. And I'm just an old man trying to get ahead of the curve on this one and make some green clam. (laughs) So, lucky you, these high-quality memory foam body pillows not only have my face on them, but with the help of Canva.com and my nephew Daniel, my nude body has been screen-printed on them as well. Mm -hmm. Each pillow's on sale for... 850 green clams a pillow. I know that sounds like a lot of green clam for a body pillow, but in less than 10 years, Bezos and Elon will be selling all of our naked bodies on Etsy as digital pleasure bullet journals, making buckets of green clam every minute off my old taint. Don't you want to help an old man with an old taint? (laughs) 
if the government's after our bodies, that must mean our bodies are worth a lot of green clam on the American stock market. And you should all be getting in on the Raj Thumb nudity products while the getting's good and not owned by Walmart or Harry Styles. These body pillows are also highly detailed as my nephew Daniel hesitantly helped me 3D print some of my more intimate and unusual features for accuracy before Joey B and the government shaves down all of our unique nipples and dingle-dongs and replaces them with Amazon Prime USB microchips that stream our most embarrassing moments on Paramount Plus and Pluto TV. My nephew Daniel's really smart and I really appreciate his help. I only have 50 pillows. Buy two, get the next two for free. That's four Raj Thumb naked body pillows for half the green clam. They're also great for pregnant women. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I came up with the word green clam today. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you knew, you knew to ride that horse all the way through that one. Dude, that's the Wimbledon of this rock for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I could use some green clams. Sounds kind of real. It does. It does. Green clam. There you go. <laughs> Who doesn't want to help this old man's taint? <laughs> it's fair, it's you know. <laughs> it's highly collectible. <laughs> NFT, I think. I don't know. Uh <laughs> thank you, Molly. Oh, so You're good. Welcome. Ow, you physically hurt me. Ow, ow, cramping up. I hurt myself as well. That's yeah. why I was drinking a bunch of water before this. <laughs> Had to lube up your instrument for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I can't help but think of an old man's taint either when I say that. Um, that wasn't what you were thinking. It was what I was thinking, though. Uh, segment four, it's Toyified. Again. Man with an old taint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, sir, you look like you have an old taint. <laughs> but I'm not an old man. <laughs> Hmm, this, <laughs> you have a taint that's seen something. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Segment four is Toyify It. Another of the rarely used prompts mm -hmm. that I had to unleash on you guys because you did all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Toys are, let's say, a $70 trillion a year industry. And not all toys have to be small horses who teach friendship lessons. Some of them can be plastic representations of the mundane or abstract, or at least that's what we believe at STAB. And in Toyify It, it's your task to come up with the action figures, play sets, games, toys, and other collectively sold separately toys for these everyday situations, scenarios, and concepts. Cameron Schmidt, ah. let's hear your, uh, your toys uh, themed around a birthday party in your 30s. Okay. Uh, this is... It's more of an experience. Okay. Business. Sure. You know, think like escape rooms. Ooh. Okay. Uh, that works too. Hey, kids. <laughs> Oops, did I say kids? I meant millennials. Duh. <laughs> Do you miss the 90s? Surge Soda, Nickelodeon's Orlando Studios, the feelings that things would ever get better. <laughs> we can make that happen here at Birthday Time Machine Studios. <laughs> Step one, pay us $12,000. Sure. 
Total immersion is expensive. What can we say? It is 100% worth it. Trust. Second, <laughs> put on this blindfold. Then we get in a tight circle around you and we talk to you in reverse all the way back to the 90s. We start with the things that you hear all the time now, like you really need to find a dentist. And some people are opting out of pensions since they don't think they'll ever get to retire anyway. Before you know it, we're saying things like, dude, they made the aggro crag on guts even crazier now. It's a methodical process, but it works every time. Trust. When we've successfully transported you back to your childhood mental state, we take the blindfold off. Whoa, what is this? Nickelodeon's Orlando Studios? It sure is. In micro scale. And what are you wearing? Cut off jorts and an orange shirt with a picture of a cool dirt bike guy on the front? <laughs> Hell yeah, because we changed you while you were blindfolded. Mm. We didn't look at you naked, though. Trust. <laughs> For the next 45 minutes, this place is all yours. You get thirsty? Surge soda fountain, dude. Yeah. Get lonely? Sorry. None of your friends were willing to shell out 12K for your birthday. But here at Birthday Time Machine Studios, we'll be your friends. Trust. Mm -hmm. Or my name's not one and a half leg Leroy. <laughs> oh, man. He's made progress. <laughs> oh, good for you. You had to find alternative funding. For the, the leg graft? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm building the lore, too, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. Hey, Dana. Um, let's see what you've got in the way of toys. Uh, yours, your theme, your, your product line. <laughs> let's hear your toys uh, about uh, a fight with a significant other. Your friends and family always have opinions about your fight with your significant other, am I right? But we never really get to know who wins. Until now! <laughs> Introducing the brand new party game, Win That Fight. That's right. In Win That Fight, you, your significant other, and a collection of your friends and family play the game to decide who wins the fight. <laughs> In round one, the couple will define what the fight is and then each will anonymously enter their opinion on what the right answer is. Then, each other player will also anonymously give their opinion about how to resolve that fight. Each player then votes blindly on all the answers about which they think is best. Will the player side with either of the significant others or will we find out that somebody else has a better resolution. In round two, each significant other is given a selection of randomly selected words and clip art to build their case in a presentation about why they are right. Okay. Other players then rate the presentations based on convincibility, humor, best showmanship, and how likely this person is to be sleeping on the couch tomorrow. <laughs> Significant others win points by getting a high rating. Friends and family give po get points by agreeing with each other and seeing who is closely related to what other people are thinking. Hmm. Then, in the final speed round, every participant gives each significant other a anonymous, funny, if not slightly hurtful, nickname based on what went down in the argument or just their personal knowledge about that weird behavior of that person. <laughs> then each player votes on their favorites and earns points by getting the most votes. <laughs> 
Will the game end in a fair resolution? It's doubtful. But will the significant others walk away feeling kind of butthurt by their loved ones? Most definitely. But who cares? Because everyone likes to be a part of the drama. So play, win that fight today with your loved ones. Oh, I hated every second of that. <laughs> oh, because I can just, I could feel that game. Uh, and it hurt. And you know what? I'm taking the blame. <laughs> I don't want to go through that exercise. I, it was my fault. It was my fault. You win, Cameron. Sorry. Yay! <laughs> Sorry I called you that hurtful name. I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> Sorry I withheld my feelings for years. Um, <laughs> gotta sorry. let it out. Yeah, I wish there. I don't know, Dana. Do you have an idea for like a practice you could do to get those feelings out? And recently, bought a gratitude journal because I'm learning to this incorporate longer, daily so gratitude it's not as impactful. into my yeah. life. Um, it's all right. And it asks me every day, like, what are you thankful or grateful for? And I'm like, you know what? Some days I'm just it's grateful longer. that karma has spited my enemies. <laughs> But then I think, how is that sort of counterproductive? Hmm, I don't know. No, that made a better context. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Molly! Hi there, how are you? Great. Good? Good to hear. Dude, Dana is freaking on fire tonight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a very hurtful, truthy way. Uh, <laughs> uh, Molly! Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, sorry. I, 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 I didn't understand. So I, I could just yeah, feel man. all of it, <laughs> and I hate the idea. Uh, maybe I'm a, a conflict averse. Something to think about. Nobody's listening to me. Molly, yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, let's hear your toys. Uh, your your toy line uh, dealing with trying to keep a shitty job that you hate. Right. <laughs> It's family game night. Time for mousetrapitalism. It's kind of like mousetrap. It's kind of like keeping a shitty job you hate just so you can survive. And the kids love it too. Roll the dice and start out as a, either a mouse with a sick family, a mouse who never achieved their artistic dream and can't give up on it, or a mouse that has realized, what's the point? Like, really, what's the fucking point? Then roll again to decide what your mouse's shitty job will be. There are six different essential mouse worker jobs you can roll. Will you roll a mouse customer service rep, a mouse server, a mouse corporate cog? The possibilities are endful. Next, try your best to get your essential worker mouse across the whole board to the end of the day at 5 p.m. But wait, it can't be that easy, right? Of course not. Watch what space you land on. The game board is riddled with boss spaces where your annoying mouse boss will come out of nowhere and ask, hey, uh, what are you doing over here? You working hard today? What's this? This will put you back three mouse spaces. If you land on too many boss spaces, you'll have to pull a one-on-one -on -one with your mouse boss card where you may be promoted to mouse supervisor and thus be mouse trapalism <laughs> how do you win the game 
Don't play the game. It's a trap. You cannot win. Once you start playing, you cannot win. It's a literal rat race, except with mice. It's not even like Jumanji, where you can find Mouse Robin Williams and finish the game. Save yourself. Invest in your mouse cheese lance business and move somewhere with universal mouse care and use mouse receptives. Don't get mouse trapped alive. So buy <laughs> mouse trapalism today. Mouse trapalism at Target. <laughs> At the end of the day, I can only blame myself for giving people these prompts. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just did what they were asked. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. Oh, so good. And Dana and, and Cameron, all of you. Thanks. You know what? I feel like I need to remind you. Thanks. You're good. Oh, and, and good job, Jesse. Yeah, you're good people. Hey, good job, Jesse. Oh, you cut that out. You're good people. Crushing it, Jess. And you're good at what you do. Segment five, it's final segment. Then we get to get, to get some voting. Where you guys get to decide who moves on to the finals mm-hmm. uh, with Eric Barger already in the finals. Yeah. Uh, so it's segment five. It's explain it to me. Again, something we're pulling out of the bag. I don't know everything. I mean, I'll never admit that outside of this prompt intro. Uh, but here with you, I'll let you know that I don't. Who does? Who has the time? Besides, knowing everything's overrated anyway, when you could just get whatever you need at any given time explained to you by someone who knows it better and is dying to tell you about it. And, it, and in Explain It To Me, you're just that kind of know-something, and your job is to explain a couple things to the following things. Got it? Of course you do. Now explain it. Cameron. Hmm. Um, I think you guys probably got this. We probably understand how yeah. this works. Okay. Yeah. Cameron. Um... Explain death to me. Mm-hmm. God damn it. What is wrong with me? You got this. Cameron, explain death to me. I'm the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Yeah, you are. Hey, GP Dub. It's the voice of all life here. Uh, I know you can't sit down, uh, but energetically, I think you should sit down. We need to talk. You know how sometimes you'll see living beings within your waters, uh, but they're not moving or talking or breathing? Uh, They're just floating within you next to the six-pack soda rings and toothbrushes and Tupperwares. Uh, That's because they died. Whales, humans, plankton, big and small, they all die. Uh, Here is the good news, okay? You will never die. (laughs) You're going to be around forever. Uh, Bad news, though, we are all going to die. We as in all living beings. Uh, It could be famine, it could be disease or weather. It will probably be all three uh, with some nuclear stuff mixed in if the humans wig out. Uh, It could be tomorrow, it could be a hundred or thousands of years from now. Um, Right now, our best guess is like in 120 years. Uh, yeah, okay, years. I forgot you don't know what years are. So, you know, as you shift from longitude 135 to 155 west and latitude 35 to 42 north, and the water gets colder and warmer periodically, that is a year. Uh, our best guess is that you have been doing your thing since the 1940s, which was 80 years ago. So right now, we estimate that all life on this planet will be gone around the time that you are 200 years old. Uh, and you take up most of the Pacific Ocean. Ah, fuck. We never explained planets to you. Um, we'll get to that later. Uh, we probably have time. 
GP Dub, don't be sad that all of your friends are going to die. All right. Uh, compared to how long you're going to live, 200 years of knowing us is nothing. <laughs> See, some parts of you slowly break down, but they don't go anywhere. And so many parts of you won't break down at all for thousands or maybe even millions of years. <laughs> Right now, the only end that we can actually predict for you is that the sun is going to uh, swallow the planets. <sighs> okay, so the sun is the bright thing in the sky that makes us warmer when you see it more often. Uh, planets, <sighs> we'll get back to that, okay? Uh, I know you don't know what they are. Just chill. Uh, so while humans are around, some of them are going to try and make you smaller. They have these boats with like a big old thing in them, and they take parts of you, and they put them in the boat, and then they take them back to the land, and they put those parts of you on land when you were in the ocean. They're not going to get rid of you entirely. Uh, you are growing faster than they can make you smaller, you know? Good for you. <laughs> um, so to sum up, all right, uh, living beings die. You won't die, mm -hmm. uh, but you may cease to exist someday. Uh, with, we can promise you, though, you're going to get huge. You might combine with some other garbage patches oh, that are doing nice. smaller things right now. Um, just do your best. That's nice. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Let's all live our, our own garbage patch existence. And do our best. GP dub. Maybe join up with smaller patches. <laughs> Make you something know. of yourself. Go along to get along. Uh, I'm sorry. Cameron, uh, how can people get more Cameron Schmidt in their lives? Uh, you can do a couple things. You can watch Good Day Sacramento. That. that contributes to my livelihood. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's when I will post about any shows or gigs that I have. Uh, Instagram is P-U-N-I. S-C-H-M-I-D. Mm -hmm. uh, you can come out uh, weekly where me and uh, Sierra Ramirez co-host trivia at Sac City Brews in Tahoe Park. Mm -hmm. That is Tuesdays at 6.30. We give about five prizes every night, hmm. uh, including second to last place gets beer shots. Uh, so that's a great time. It's a nice. lot of fun. Um, yeah. I will post about any of those things I have on my Instagram. Well, awesome. I've I've mostly got Tuesdays open. I should come out for trivia. Come some on out nights. for trivia. That'd it's a great fun. time. I never get to go anywhere. There's almost here. like a one to one ratio of humans to dogs because there's a big outside <laughs> space. Oh, nice! It's just dog city. Come wow. on out. All right. Yeah. All right. Unless you don't like dogs, there's no well. dogs. Don't worry. <laughs> never seen one. Not even sure what you're talking about. Oh, thank you, Cameron. Uh, awesome. We'll check out you and check you out at trivia. Um, yeah. Come on out. And anytime I can, I can squeeze you into the schedule. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Always tough. want you around here. Uh, Dana. Hey, Dana. Um, you've got something in way of some explaining to do. Dana, explain middle management to me. I am a lion. Okay. So you're a lion. Hurrah! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Great. Okay. So as King Lion, you are the leader of the pride. You're like the executive management, the CEO, if you will, right? You're at the top, you're the leader, everybody follows you, you've got all the responsibility. Great. So at the bottom, these are what we call the individual contributors. These are the doers. These are the ones that are making and producing whatever it is that your lion pride produces. You know, they're the ones that without them doing the work, hands to keyboard, paws to Serengeti floor, those are the ones that are getting shit done. 
So like for example, like the lionesses, they go out and hunt, right? They make carcasses, carcass, carcass, carcass. You need those carcasses to keep feeding your, your pride. You also have the lionesses that are gonna mine the cubs. You know, those are like your trainees, they're teaching them, they're mining them, making okay. sure they survive so that they can be productive, useful members of your pride once it's time. So now that you got that established, you got you up here, number one guy, <laughs> and you got down here, your individual contributors. Middle management is sort of like that layer in between, right? Those are gonna be some lions. They're not gonna be doing the things, but they're gonna be out there, they're gonna be watching. They're gonna be watching and taking notes and giving feedback. For example, you can send one lion out in the hunt. They're not gonna hunt, but what they're gonna do is they're gonna gather data on how efficiently the group and each of the individual lions are contributing. Okay. You know, they're gonna check out which ones maybe need a little bit help, maybe which ones are really bringing in the carcasses, you know, and then they're gonna report back to you. You know, and then you might have another lion. He's gonna go hang out with the cubs and hang out with the lionesses rearing the cubs. Maybe he's gonna check on milk produce, production and see if it's being evenly distributed to the cubs. Maybe he's gonna say, hey, here's some cubs that are really learning their lion skills and they're really gonna be some important players in the future and we're gonna keep our eye on them. Great job, guys. But maybe some of the lions are underperforming and you gotta put them on a performance improvement plan to make sure that they're actually gonna do what they need to do when it comes time to contribute. And then once these lions are like learning this information, they're just gonna come to you and they're gonna report up on the progress and that way you can be well-informed, you can make decisions, but you don't have to be there all the time. You can go and, well, not play golf because lions don't play golf, but whatever the lion thing is, maybe bat a piece of fruit around on, in the grass or something, you know, whatever you do in your me time, you've earned it, great job. Now just some little suggestions, right? I've noticed that you chase away the male cubs when they turn about two years old and you make them go live on their own or maybe they start their own pride. But you know what? These are your prime middle management candidates because you know what? These are resources that have already been in your pride. You've already spent carcasses and time and milk and energy on making these lions trained and effective and giving them all of your knowledge Use them because you know what? Why do you want them to run off? You know what? In this economy, you can't really afford to lose good talent like that to your rivals. Okay, well, this is the end of what I have to teach you today about middle management. I hope that's helpful. If you want to circle back later, maybe we can follow up, maybe talk a little bit about the patriarchy and how not having any female leadership is really damaging your bottom line. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dana. Uh, I actually didn't know uh, anything about middle management, so I just learned a lot myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer to think about. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have, a, fo I have a follow up. Yes. Hey, Dana. <laughs> hey, Dana. Yeah. How do you say splub the gill backwards? <laughs> hmm. Seems like Dana's probably got this. How do you say what backwards? Splub the gill. Splub the gill? Light bulbs, am I right? <laughs> Did a lot of research to make that work. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Uh, hey, Dana. Uh, there it is. Um, uh, how can people enjoy more Dana Bryant in their lives uh, whenever they so choose, or maybe on a certain uh, Saturday of each month? If you 
want to see more of this face as well as many other faces, you can catch me every second Saturday at 7.30 at the Sacramento Comedy Spot with the, school, the show Squad Patrol. We're a live sketch comedy show. Each month we pick a different theme and put on a little sketch show. It's super fun. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you, Dana. So good. I'm so glad she was able to make this happen. And, uh, yeah, the show has probably started about right now. So that would have been difficult for her to be live. That's why we did that. She's 18 blocks away in a show right now. Um, Molly Doan. Yeah. Hi there. Hey. Uh, good to have you. I've been, I always enjoy you around here. Um, uh, what are you doing? What's, what, what, what are ways that people can get more Molly Doan where they work in bank? Where they work in bank. Um, great. Well, I am in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, so if you're ever in LA, um, come and see me. I uh, perform with the Shared Experience right now. Oh. It's this really great new comedy place that's coming on up. Um, we nice. do shows on Wednesdays at the Lyric Hyperion in oh, yeah. Silver Lake. And um, it's just, uh, it's a really great thing to support. You can follow them on Instagram too. And then I'm also, you know, around other theaters at UCB or at in LA, like UCB, bopping mm. around, um, and follow me online, because um, yeah, that's where I post things. Well, awesome. Hey, Molly, let's wrap up this segment, this <laughs> show, um, most yeah, this of the, the semifinals. Prompt that you gave me. <laughs> what? <laughs> this it's... might be the craziest one you've given me. I think. <laughs> yeah. Except for I... confetti daps. <laughs> <laughs> this one was a bit of a non sequitur, but I'm looking forward to seeing how you tied it together. Uh, Molly, explain brunch to me. I'm a jar of pennies. Hi, jar of pennies. <laughs> uh, it's me, Mackenzie. I know I started saving you when I was a little girl because I wanted to save enough money to spend you on a pony, and then I wanted to spend you on horse camp. And then I wanted to spend you to help pay for my daddy's surgery. I never had the chance to spend you on any of those things. Um, I stopped liking horses and daddy was just removing a bunion. <laughs> well, jar of pennies, I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm a drunk and confused 31-year-old woman and I need to spend you on bottomless mimosa brunch because the server said I maxed out on my first round of bottomless mimosa brunch. What is brunch? That's a great question, Jar of Pennies. Brunch is like if you and like a bunch of your penny friends got together on the weekend to talk and drink and hit on the penny waiter that is serving you because they have to act like they like it. And you get to eat really, really good food. Well, I guess pennies, it wouldn't be food. Pennies don't eat food. You'd eat um, smaller coins, I guess. I think pennies eat smaller coins. So like... If you and your best penny friends got together and ate a bunch of dimes and eggs, does that make sense, Jar of Pennies? <laughs> jar of Pennies, please don't do this to me. This is just as hard for me as it is for you. But like I said, I maxed out my first round of bottomless mimosas and I need more alcohol because the drag show portion of brunch is coming up. And as a straight white woman, I need to make it all about me. Mm. What's a drag show? That's a great question, Jar of Pennies. A drag show is like if you and your penny friends dressed up like, well, you wouldn't dress up like queens. You'd dress up as nickels, I guess, because pennies are boys and nickels are girls, right? Sure. Yeah, if you dressed up like nickels and danced to songs around other pennies who were eating dimes and eggs with their penny friends. Does that make sense, Jar of Pennies? 
Look, I'll miss you, jar of pennies, but you'll have a good life here. Some of you will be rolled up together and go to the bank. Some of you will go home with people who couldn't even leave the change as a tip for their server who had to act like they liked everything they said. Aw, oh, don't look don't look at me like that, jar of pennies. I'm drunk, and I know you were supposed to be spent on horse camp or to save daddy's life, but I think horses are scary now, and bunion surgery doesn't kill people. And being spent on another round of bottomless mimosas is a beautiful way for us to part, I think. What's a mimosa? Mm. Well, jar of pennies, that's a good question, mm -hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> Here comes the server. He's really cute. His name is Schnick. Everyone says he's going to make Wimbledon one day. What's Wimbledon? That's a good question, jar of pennies. Let's just say the wife of a Wimbledon champ will be rolling in green clam forever. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Oh. <laughs> Even if Wimbledon and Green Clams didn't exist in the original writing of that, I'm glad you found a way to sneak them in. Uh, and that is normally where we would play the jaunty goodbye music, um, but instead we've got the jaunty voting music. So, uh, guys, you've got ballots. Pull off the the name of the person that you enjoyed most. I will walk around with just something that somebody left here uh, <laughs> to collect those votes. I'm going to start the online vote as well. Hey, guys, look for the gosh darn. Uh, there it is. The poll should be up. Check it out in the chat window somewhere. I don't know. I'm not watching. Uh, get your votes in. I'm going to go get, some, get these votes. Oh, man. So I don't like the Doritos Locos Taco. Um, it's very, I don't know. It's it's a it's too much flavor. The hold on, all, it's too much flavor. Yeah, the shell is like a Dorito nachos chip. Yeah, but it's a shell, not necessary. And I don't like hard shells tacos that much anyway. That's fair. And also, it's a lot of food for that box. So I'll eat the taco later probably, but I don't need it all in one sitting. Okay. All right. Well, fair. I mean, that's a steaming hot take. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, all right. Is that about the orange one or the red one? The, any. Any? Any. I feel like they got rid of the red ones, and I really liked the red ones because they were spicy. Yeah. Well, you know, I like spicy too, but <laughs> I I think the main issue is that it's... I wasn't it's, saying that you didn't like spicy. I think whoa, it's... Whoa, settle down. <laughs> I think the main issue is that I don't like crunchy tacos, especially when it's just like the worst... Like, I don't know. It's not even a fresh crunchy. It's crunchy that they shipped from, like, Kansas, probably. <laughs> wow. You gotta have that fresh It's balance. like those chewy Chips Ahoy. Like, they're chewy because of chemicals. They're not chewy because they're fresh. Uh, don't you take know? chewy Chips Ahoy from me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. It's my, it's my preferred Chip Ahoy. Eric uh, likes the chewy ones, too. Yeah. I, yeah. Or soft batch. Mmm. Some I Keebler soft batch. Keep what? Yeah. What is that? It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, all right. Is this poll My done? Oh, I, now now the audience is turning against uh, Soft Batch 2, and I'm just, I'm glad this show is over. Oh, no. <laughs> Will not be able to handle I'm not this. disrespecting Keebler's work. I just don't know <laughs> this random cookie you've mentioned. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically the Keebler... Uh, Chewy Chips Ahoy. Oh, okay. So there. 
Okay. Well, me and Cameron like that fresh crunchy. <laughs> are you happy? <laughs> are you happy now? You dragged that out of me, Cameron. Mm. All right, votes are in. <laughs> Trying to get this ready to say goodbye. Uh, votes are in. We have a winner. Uh, they will be moving on to join uh, Eric Barger in the uh, the finals on the 13th. Oh, it just happens to be a Friday the 13th. What am I going to do for prompts? Oh, man. I just realized that right now. Um, so, moving on to join Eric in the finals. Let's make sure I've got this right so I can just jump right to it because, you know, we're 20 minutes late like we always are. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Um, uh, joining Eric in the in the finals, it's Molly Tone! Yes, I want to kick Eric's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're going to tear apart a household next in two weeks. Uh, they're going to be battling for upwards of $40, probably. Uh, and that is the Stab Show. Thank you for joining us. And, of course, a very special thank you to our fantastic panel, Cameron Schmidt, Dana Bryant, and Molly Doan. Now, next week we get to finalize our final panel and see who will be joining Eric and Molly on October 13th in the finals. It'll be Daniel Kessenich, Michelle Petro, and Jeff Brown vying for that final, final spot. Now, if you enjoyed what you just heard and saw and, and took in whatever sense that you took it, uh, then why not hear a whole lot more via the podcast provider of your choice? Rate, review, subscribe, it'd mean a heck of a lot to us. But sadly, that's all the time we've got for tonight. So until next time, I've been your host, Jesse Jones, asking if a bird in the hand never boils, then why count your chickens in the first place? Good night.